Hakeem, Hakeem, wake up. It's time. It's time for what? Time for Don't Sleep on TikTok. And we're back with another episode of Don't Sleep on TikTok. Today, we welcome Mikey Taylor from Commune Capital to dive deeper on how he's having success on TikTok as a real estate investor. Before we kind of dive into the TikTok side of things, Mikey, I'd love for you to take us uh, from a high level to from being a professional skateboarder to now also running a private equity fund. Talk to us just a little bit about your journey and, and, and how, you know, from Mikey the kid to, you know, Mikey the private equity fund uh, manager now today, how, how we got here. Uh, so uh, I got here because I picked up a skateboard when I was 13, fell in love with it and didn't want to stop. Uh, when I got to about 16, 17, my parents started pushing me towards getting a job. To me, a job meant I couldn't skate anymore, or that would kind of hinder the amount of time I wanted to skate. Uh, so I figured out a way to not have to work, which was figuring, or, which was basically convincing companies to give me free product. Uh, that turned into me turning 18, having to, you know, graduating, moving into college. Uh, and I didn't want to go to college because I still wanted to skate. So then I convinced these companies to start paying me, which turned into a professional skateboarding career. And it was amazing because I had a passion turn into a career, but the challenge was I picked a career that was short-lived. So I was in this like moment of, I love my life, but I'm racing the clock on, on how long it's going to last. And I felt like my sponsors held all the control on how long I was going to be a pro skateboarder and, you know, and what I was going to do afterwards. So in a kind of attempt to try to pull control away from sponsors, I started my own companies uh, with the idea that I could market the brands I owned. And uh, that was the beginning of this. Uh, that was the beginning of me really enjoying business and knowing that I was going to create business after skateboarding. Uh, my career ended. I was a little bit thrown off by how hard emotionally it was to move into the next calling. Uh, and as I was working through the inner, what the hell am I doing and what game am I playing? Uh, I realized how challenging this issue actually is for not only pro skateboarders, but athletes in general. And so I created a company that I felt would really help and complement and empower athletes in their transition from their first kind of calling into their second. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Like, what a great story. Um, so moving more into TikTok, what exactly brought you to the platform? Could you elaborate more on that? Yeah, so basically uh it goes all the it goes all the way back to like facebook twitter and instagram when uh when i was skateboarding the only way that i could get my name out there was when a company would put uh an ad of me in a magazine or would put out a movie that was the only way i could get my name out and when social media hit i was like one of the first skaters to go oh my gosh the power is now in my hands i can distribute all of my content myself and so I was one of the first to start posting the way I skated on social media, uh, started on Facebook, then moved over to Instagram. This is like 2000, gosh, when was this? 2009, 10. And it was incredible what it did for my career, completely transformed myself from being a, uh, 
a mediocre as far as known skater and to like one of the biggest as far as followings went. And so I was really aware of the power uh, that social media could bring. And so I had built every platform, but I got to the point where platforms no longer did what they originally did. Instagram moved over into not really pushing content. It was more about paid advertising. And I was trying to get content out there. I wasn't necessarily selling a product. So I couldn't get anything out to the people anymore. And then TikTok hit and it was like, oh my gosh, this is like Instagram 2011. This is built to connect, get messages out there, grow, et cetera. So I jumped on it with like a, I can't wait to get back to how it used to be. And, it, and it's, it's better than Instagram was 2011. So I'm, I'm spending the majority of my time on TikTok, but I still uh, have all of my other platforms that I'm just using for different purposes now. That's, that's awesome. As, as a business now, you know, TikTok is nice and all. How do you plan on integrating TikTok, you know, into the strategies, you know, you're, you're a private equity fund at the end of the day. How do you integrate TikTok into that, you know, as, as, a, as a business strategy? Okay, so what I didn't tell you is one of the companies that I started while I was skateboarding in this, you know, power grab ultimately was a craft brewery. It was called St. Archer. And uh, this was 2011 when we came up with the idea. We ended up launching in 2012 and we built the whole brand on Instagram. All of our, basically, uh, all of the brand marketing uh, energy went towards Instagram and our brand exploded. We ended up selling our brand three and a half years later, had a phenomenal exit. We were the fastest growing brewery in California. Uh, a big part of that was social media. So I experienced what it could do for a brand. So you have kind of two different types of people, right? You have the people that build uh, followings and then do brand deals with other companies to get paid, right? Similar to how when I was a pro skateboarder, I would have companies pay me. Well, trying to move out and away from companies paying me and starting my own companies I then took that approach with social media where I'm going to use social media to promote the brands I own and experience the blessing of it. So now with our new company, which is Commune, uh, there's two kind of components to our business. One is on the educational side. We want to educate and empower people around financial literacy so that if they're not at the point of investing with us, they now have a roadmap or the tools to get there. And then once they get there, they then can make the decision if they want to partner with us or not. So we use social media to get that message out there. And then also on the other end, uh, that builds our brand, brings awareness to our, to our brand. And then now we have people that reach out to us uh, asking to participate in the opportunities that we have. So that's kind of how we attack it. Uh, I'd love to, I'd love awareness. to, a hundred percent. That makes a, a lot of sense. I'd love to follow up on that because I, I, witness because i i'm i study you you're one of the first people who i studied on tiktok of like all right this dude's crushing it he's in real estate i need to start putting out content like this um but on top of studying you i, I live in the comments and I, I see in the comments all the time and guys are like well how the hell does this guy make money if he's doing real estate how is he scamming people here on tiktok like yeah tell us about what the sec process looks like and what does that process look like of someone who sees your content to them six months later, a year later, becoming an investor? What does that journey look like? Okay, so uh, yes, we're in the world of social media and people sell things on social media, right? <laughs> so we immediately go, what's the, 
<laughs> what's the agenda, right? Um, to give a little bit of context for me, uh, uh, I had become financially free uh, prior to starting my new company. And so that allowed me, which I'm, I'm really thankful for, to put out content where I don't need to make money from the content. Uh, it, and so why it's not, hey, here's the information, buy, buy, buy. Uh, how I get paid, and here's the challenging part, not everybody can invest with me, which is a bigger conversation, uh, but the SEC ultimately puts requirements uh, on people like me who use social media to ultimately build a brand because they don't want the power of marketing and the power of influence to take advantage of people and, and ultimately get them into an investment where they don't totally understand risk and then lose their money, uh, not really being aware of what's happening. So they put a requirement that says you have to be an accredited investor to invest in an opportunity like ours. So what that means to be an accredited investor is you either make $200,000 a year as a single income. If you're married or have a partner, you make $300,000 a year, or you have a net worth of a million dollars, not including your primary residence. You have to hit one of those three boxes. So when you look at my, you know, let's use TikTok or even look at the total uh, following I have on every platform, right? It's like two and a half million people. 99.9% .9 of those people probably aren't accredited. So it just puts it in, in context where, uh, you know, it, even people that are looking for like, how are you scamming? I don't even have the option if I wanted to, <laughs> uh, uh, to do that, which I think is a blessing in a lot of ways. There's a challenge in the other way as well is they put a, a metric on how much you make and then they use that metric as how much financial knowledge you have. That's the part that kind of sucks because I'll, I'll tell you the shocking part of me moving into this world. I know a lot of people now that make a lot of money, two, three, four, six million bucks a year. They do not know anything about money. They just know how to make it. And then I've met people that make 70 grand a year that are, they know everything about money. So unfortunately that's just where they put the, the guideline, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my world essentially. I appreciate you going deeper there. Same. Yeah. Um, so moving forward, what are some of your future plans with TikTok and like, how do you plan on continuing to integrate TikTok with your business? Um, so the, my future plans with TikTok, I think is the same plan I've had with every other platform. It, it, it's, you, you figure out what the purpose of that platform is, then you use it for that reason, right? The cool thing about TikTok is you're actually able to interact with people in the most authentic way I've seen so far from a social media platform, right? It's less about like on Instagram, it's very easy to like play the highlight reel and make yourself look like you're a rock star. It's very easy on Instagram. On TikTok, it's way more real life. It's like you see it more raw, which I like because it's a better experience and because they're in growth mode and I think because of their algorithm and how it was built, it incentivizes you to get in front of more people. And then it also creates more time spent on the app. So uh, with that said, I use TikTok to create a better relationship with the people following us. And then when you start looking at the other platforms like Instagram, for example, Instagram is basically a business card now. Facebook is, Facebook's a marketing uh, tool now. So uh, TikTok is just the cool one because my personality, which is 
an extrovert. I like being around people. That is the, the, the best platform for me to uh, capture what we're doing here. Definitely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Also, to follow up, could you dive a little deeper about um, your growth process so far and what it has looked like? Yeah, so uh, just so everybody knows, I am not a, a marketing uh, expert in the sense of social media. So, you know, there's people on there that will give you all the strategies and all the hacks. I have never followed any of those. Uh, my whole model has always been the same and it's always done very well for me. It's create a message that resonates with people. Think of the person that's watching more than yourself and be consistent. That is all I do. So, you know, I stick to, I can post three times a day. Can I commit to that? Okay. I'm posting three times a day. When I create the content, make sure I'm not thinking about myself. How does this make me look? You know, when you think about yourself, your content reflects that. And I think anytime you take the approach of how do I add value to the person watching, your, your content does well. So that's all I've ever done. Now there's hacks and, you know, you can go, like I, I, I met up with a buddy last night who's like a, a TikTok expert, right? And he's like, dude, you should be going on to other people's videos that are popping and leave a comment that's like, you know, kind of confusing, like that's going to create a thread under you. And then like, you know, create a piece that complements that thread and all these people are going to, and I'm just like, dude, that is like too much to my guy. Like just build good content and put it out there consistently. So that's, that's how I've always done it. I think it might be a slower uh, build, but I think it's a more powerful one. That's uh, that's, that, that's real. Can actually, can you, can you tap into, uh, you mentioned before the interview, you had one massive day. Uh, where you amassed a whole bunch of followers off one post. What did that look like? Yeah, so uh, look, I, I, with all of that said, right, I am also human. <laughs> and I, you know, it, it, I want to do well. I want the followers to come in. It's so easy to focus on the followers and not the content, right? <laughs> That's the inside crappy part of me talking. Uh, so I get excited when it happens. Uh, so I had this goal. I'm like, dude, let's get to 100K. Let's get to 100K. Uh, and you know, I'm at 70,000. I'm like, okay, I'm getting a thousand a day. You know, I'm, I'm making progress here. I post a video and all of a sudden in three days, I'm at 200,000. It was just, the thing went freaking nuts. Uh, had like 7 million views. And what's interesting is I had experienced that right when I got, got on TikTok. I got on TikTok. I had like, for example, when I got on TikTok, I had 800,000 followers on Instagram. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. I'm just going to post on my Instagram. Come follow me on TikTok. 10 people came out of 800,010. And I was like, wait a minute, this is weird. Like people from Instagram won't go onto TikTok. I have to build this whole thing just on TikTok. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be tough, right? Took me two months to get to 20 followers, right? And I'm already like a known pro skateboarder. I've got hundreds of thousands of followers on every platform. And I was like, okay, crap. I just got to figure this thing out, right? So I start chasing trends. My first like, you know, 10, 12 posts, I'm chasing trends. I post one thing, it gets 9 million views, right? And I'm like, holy crap, with 20 followers, I got 9 million views. The problem was I was chasing trends. So when people came to my page, it, was, it meant nothing. So I was like, okay, I need to buckle down and actually own this and build what I want to build and accept it's going to be slow. So I, I niche down, you know, I'm going all financial literacy. And finally, a year later, I have one that hits at the same 
like viral component, except now I have a whole brand built on one message. So the amount of people that turned into a follow was through the roof. Uh, so yeah, it went nuts. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's, that's awesome to, uh, to hear though. Cause my, my experience was kind of parallel. My first six months, I went from zero to 55 followers and I'm like, what the heck, man? I'm supposed yeah. to be thinking I'm yeah. supposed to be this guy. And it obviously yeah. didn't look like that. Um, but like you mentioned, with, with someone with over 800,000 followers on Instagram and now building some momentum on TikTok, what is like the percentage breakdown for you as, you know, someone who's running a business at the end of the day? But what's your mindset look like in terms of, you know, breaking down how much, how much, you know, mental capacity you're putting on Instagram versus TikTok versus everything else? What's that look like? Okay, so uh, I'll kind of tell you our content strategy because uh, I think it's we've perfected it towards it works pretty well now. Every month for three days, we go get an Airbnb in a different city and we take our whole uh, marketing team. We go there, we film content for the entire month. So, and that's on the business side, but some of my business content does, I do post on my personal, right? So basically I go in, I have three days dedicated to it. I have content for the whole month on my business. Then on my personal, uh, I spend basically from 3.30 to five every afternoon building content. That's my content window. And if I know that I don't have that window the following day, I'll try and double down so I have enough content to, to carry on after that. Uh, how I deploy it per platform the majority of my attention is on TikTok right now. Uh, and how could I say it? The majority of my attention is on TikTok, but what's cool is Instagram is really promoting reels right now. So when I have a good TikTok, then I just use that and put it onto my Instagram. So truthfully, I spent, I spent eight years every single day building Instagram. And then once Instagram basically died, uh, I put all of my attention towards TikTok and now I'm keeping up with Instagram by using TikTok to go over there. But uh, I don't spend a lot of time building Instagram anymore. The, just the growth, the growth to me isn't there, but for a business owner, and this is where it's powerful. Whenever you meet somebody, like for example, I was at this big uh, event last night with uh, Dan Fleischman and Joel Marion and Kent Cloth. They're all these really big uh, uh, kind of, entrepreneur influencers held this huge event at Dan's house and you meet people and guess what they do? They pull up their phone and they pull up Instagram right now. Instagram is definitely the, the new website, right? Let me check this fool. So it's important to have as a business card or essentially your website for them to go, Oh, this is what he's about right now. That's changing because the kids don't do that. The kids go straight to TikTok, but because we're in business and our demographic is a little bit older, Instagram is very important in my perspective uh, for that as well. Definitely carries weight. Yeah. So um, for someone who is just starting out on the TikTok platform, what is the best piece of advice you would give them right now? <sighs> okay. This is advice that was given to me and it took me years to follow it. Uh, niche down niche down we want to be the jack of all trades right niche down pick your niche and stay in that niche that is actually going to be the most powerful for you uh and and i would say this pick a consistent amount of content that you can create if you can dedicate one post a day and you know you could stick to that 
that is what you're gonna do first. Once you feel like you can do that, then think about adding more. If you can't do once a day, commit to three times a week. You just need to commit to something and stick to it. And then just, perf the thing that holds most people back is they, they don't wanna just start the process, right? Once you start the process and the momentum starts moving, it gets easier to, you're feeling at work so that the discipline is, is easier to maintain. It's the initial start of creating the habit that's hard. So you just have to commit and go all the way in. Like Hakeem was, I don't know if you, you said this while we were on the interview or not, but you've dedicated 24 months to putting your head down and you are making a push at playing or getting picked up for a team, right? You have to take that same dedication in anything you do to be successful. You have to put your head down, commit to a certain time, give it everything you got, and you are going to be good. You just have to put the head down and go. So get started. I think the most comparable is, is going to be like fitness. How hard is it for you to get on a routine and get in shape? It's, it sucks. Once you do it, though, it's easy to maintain. So you just have to get through the initial four weeks of I'm doing this every day. I agree. I think it definitely helps being unemotional, too, as it, when you begin with, depending on whatever those results are. If you put your head down, yeah. it doesn't really matter what it looks like. But, yeah. you know, you give yourself 24 months of working out, of doing sit-ups, of doing yeah. push-ups. When you lift your head up in 24 yeah. months, then you'll look at some of uh, you know, what those results yeah. actually look like. And I'm going to say um, this, just because you said something that's going to remind me of something. If you're young and you're getting started, do not worry about what your friends are going to think. Right. When you're young and you're getting started, your first worry is, oh, my gosh, are people going to think this is weird? What are what are people going to think? If you're worried about what people are going to think, you're going to fail. I'll tell you that right now. You're going to fail. So don't give a crap about what your friends are going to think. Just dedicate and go do. That's the that's how you're going to get through it. Having said that, would you would you think that because I, I, I genuinely think that my my age group and up 28 and up probably 24 26 and up has 26 and below has the best potential on a platform like tiktok because they know how to use it the best but 26 and up has the best opportunity because being outside of the college world where we don't have that bubble of judgment around us yeah. it allows me none of my friends or i don't see my friends all the time i don't we're not talking on a day-to-day -day basis we're not going to class together so I can post unemotionally all day and it's not like I'm gonna I'm gonna see my friend later and like, yo, what the hell are you doing That's on right. this whole TikTok thing? That's right. But it allows me to move fast. When you think of someone who's under twenty six, like in Olivia's age demographic, a lot of it, it's almost it's corny to take TikTok serious yeah. in that demographic, which is like, man, you guys have a bigger opportunity than me because this is your stuff. Like you guys, this yeah. is your tools. Yeah. Like, this is something you guys could you know, accelerate at, yeah. essentially. Yeah, that's right. Well said. Regardless of where you're at, you're going to have pros and cons, right? And I would totally agree that's with you. Right. I think our pros are different than the new kids. Like, dude, the new kids are birthed in content creation, right? They This is their world. They didn't have to learn it like we did. So, yes, they, have it. they, they, they absolutely have an advantage there, 1,000%. The thing that kills them is what you just said. Is this corny? Are people gonna think I'm not cool? When you're young, you are insecure by nature. You haven't totally found yourself and went, I don't give a shit what people think. That comes later on in life, right? So uh, it, it, that's where the, the give and take happens.
that's totally that's, great. Uh, that's very well. That's very well said. I think that's a a, a very good uh, take from that. Appreciate that. As as a real estate investor myself, you know, I have a lot of conversations with other investors, especially around things on marketing and what's working, what's not working, what's not working, what's working. What do you have to say to those investors who, from you know, some a lot of them look down with almost a snoozy attitude of. TikTok? Why would I be on TikTok? How am I going to make money on TikTok? What's the ROI of something like a, a, a TikTok? What, what do you have to say to that investor? Obviously, it's to your advantage if they don't come on the platform at the end of the day, because I compare TikTok to real estate. Who can buy the most while it's as cheap as it is right now? Yeah. What do you have to say to that investor? So the, to me, that's the older investor. It's it's kind of getting into our demographic, right? And the people like, dude, this is my world. I talk to these guys all the time, right? What they say to me is, "Why do I need to do that? I am having so much success. I'm making money. I don't need to play that game." That's one of the things they say. The other thing is, dude, I'm so busy. I don't have time for that. Those are the two things I hear, right? On the first one, uh, I'm doing so well. I don't need to introduce that. that's true for now, but going back to the kids, the kids that are birthed in this, when they start working their way up into becoming your competition, you will have no shot competing with them. So if you want to create longevity and you want to think beyond this moment, you better get involved in it. You better learn how to create it because this is going to be the thing that is going to be your firepower to then contend with the new generation coming up. That's one side of it. The other side of it is when you're successful without social media, you've already kind of maxed out your time in a sense of how do I add something else onto my plate where I can't really see the ROI in it, right? And when you talk about social media, introducing social media, building a brand, or at least the way I look at building a brand, the ROI one isn't always easy to calculate where a lot of investors or analysts want to know, I'm going to put this much money in and how much am I going to make out? And what is my time frame on seeing that? Right. That's hard to calculate too. Uh, because it's on a longer timeline, a lot of people go, it's not worth it for me to, you know, add more to my plate to something that might benefit me three, four years down the road. Right. What I would say to that is, I started a company with two of my best friends. One was a pro skateboarder. One was a surf filmmaker. We launched the whole thing on Instagram, right? We gave all of our investors a 13 time multiple. And if there was no social media, we would not have been able to do that. Our brand was separated from everyone else because of social media. So I think here's the big takeaway. If you're only selling a product, you are competing with every other person out there. If you create an experience and a culture and a brand, you become unique and one of a kind. And anyone in business knows (laughs) that when you're selling something, when you're bringing customers on, investors, whatever it is, when people connect with you beyond your product, you are more valuable than everyone else. So then you ask yourself, do I wanna be more valuable than everyone else? Do I want to charge more prices? Do I want to be here longer? If you're a true businessman, the answer is yes, of course you do. So uh, do not sleep on what this is. If you're worried about time, bring on a team. A lot of people think like, okay, well, I don't understand social media and I can't dedicate the time to it. 
can you, do you have three, five, seven grand a month that you could hire somebody on to help you build your content, distribute your content? If the answer is yes, then do it. The price will pay for itself, I promise. Call you guys. Call, uh -huh. Start hitting up people that use social media and ask them if it's worth it. They're That's almost rude. not gonna be able to find the words to communicate to you how worth it it is. You that's know. real that, that's and it's 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 so eye-opening once you have those conversations with people like yourself with people yeah. like our, our mutual friend uh curtis ray you know looking at yeah. some of their success it's like it's 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 incredible and it's abundance yeah. at the end of the day because we're not dealing with this company that or this these 1700 people who live on main street we're talking about yeah. the entire world now that's right that's right and I, i'll say this too if you're there's two other things to it if there's any part of your brand that is to educate or empower, uh, just your ability to get that out, that value out to people is valuable. You're, you're helping, you're making an impact, right? There's that one, which I think is huge too. Uh, when you build a following, think about how much easier it is to introduce a new product line or a new company, right? So why would you not build the foundation to then be able to build additional floors to it. You, know you, what I'm just, you, you just blew my mind with that because literally last, not even last week, like four days ago, I was just on live and I was talking to one of my admins the other day, teasing an, an idea of almost access to a pro athlete from a training standpoint over Zoom and reviewing yeah. and uh, going over your actual film with you. And yeah. I've always, I thought it would be a great business model, but I didn't, I, I needed some real life feedback of what would you pay for something like that? How much of a, how many times a week would you want to do something like that? How much would you want over Zoom? How much would you want to be via homework? So I was on live and I just started to ask questions and I was like, okay, how many people in here play football? And like 50 people were like, yeah, I, I do. I'm in this age. I was like, okay, how much would someone pay for this amount? And then there was parents of people who have kids who play football. And I was just like, I just got a real life case study in 15 minutes yeah. from my audience of X amount of people who can provide, provide that real, I mean, months ago, I, I when, when TikTok was going to shut down, I, I host these weekly Zoom Q and A's and I was thinking about pricing structure for one of my businesses. And I was literally just like, I'm not selling anything to you guys, but genuinely need some feedback real quick here on if you were to buy x y and z how much would you pay for x y and it was it's it's it's, it's so cool and, and you mentioned about if you have something that's educational informative or if that is your why that's your goal because i'm sure you meet a lot of people especially in the pro athlete space who are like mike i want to speak i want to tell my story to people i want to do x y and z and I, I tell those same people if i told you i could put you in front of a room of 17 people 24 people, 83 people, and you could speak your thesis, your propaganda, whatever you wanted to get across to that room, would you do it? And your, your average person is going to say, of course I would. I, I want, I've been wanting to speak forever. And I'm like, so what's the difference of your Instagram video, your TikTok video getting 83 views? Because you're still impacting those 83 people, which will lead to 100 people, which will lead to 300 people. And I, I think it's a I think we need, we need to go deeper into what your why is and what you actually are trying to get accomplished and then quantify that in terms of the opportunity you have with social media. Oh, br brilliantly said. Very well said.
appreciate you, my friend. So to wrap up um, today's podcast, what do you think the main reason is why people shouldn't sleep on TikTok? Oh, okay. So <laughs> um, I'm going to go back to 2011 when I started using Instagram, right? And I started seeing the benefits of, of what it was doing. And I'm screaming to everybody, guys, get on Instagram, get on Instagram, get on Instagram, right? Seven years later, when everybody wanted to start using it because they finally saw the power of it, it was too hard for them to grow. So they missed their window, right? <laughs> TikTok is your second chance. TikTok is Instagram 2011 times 10. There's so much gas on the thing. So if you want to be the person that goes, shit, I missed my opportunity again, don't go on TikTok. If you want to be the person that's going to basically ride this wave while it's still building, get on it right now. It, it, it'll change your business 100%, without a doubt. That is, uh, that, that, that's amazing. Well, Mike, we really, really appreciate you uh, coming on our show. Don't sleep on TikTok. Oh, 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 oh,